Bye-bye. I can't hear oh, yeah. you. You can't hear me? Why can't you hear me? Nothing. Can you hear me? Yeah. Huh. You can't hear me? No? Doesn't say you're muted. Oh, there, there, was it on my end? Okay. I don't think so. Oh, you're on now. Oh, okay. Hmm. I can't. For some reason, that triggered Alexa. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I don't see that it's triggered. <laughs> wow. <laughs> She's so sensitive. <laughs> That's funny. You're listening to That Church Podcast with Justin Dean and Van Baird. We help digital communicators tell the best story the church has to tell. Learn more about our conference, regional workshops, and online training and resources at thatcc.com. Well, welcome into That Church Podcast, where we help digital communicators tell the best story the church has to tell. Hey, everyone. My name is Van Baird. I'm one of the co-founders, along with Justin Dean of That Church Conference. And it's great to be back. We took a little bit of time off, went to Chicago, had a great time up there. And then we jumped right back into the podcast recordings when we got back and editing. And so in today's episode, we get to introduce everyone to Joanna LaFleur. Joanna is the creative communications director up at C4 Church in Toronto, Canada. Those are the suburbs. In Toronto is where C4 Church lives. She received her undergrad in international business, but her master's in theology with a focus in communications. She actually gets to live in a micro condo. Interesting uh, about that living situation. And she gets to drive a Mini Cooper, so everything seems really tiny, but she lives a really big life, gets to travel a lot. And she not only rocks a microphone, but she's also internationally known because of that travel. She's lived in four different countries. Really, really unique individual, and we're super excited for her to share about their method of handling communication requests at C4 Church. So stay tuned for that. Before we get to Joanna, here at that church conference, we have some pretty big news. Maybe it's pretty pig news, but to us, we think it's pretty big news. Got to be careful how I enunciate that. At least we think it's it's big news. Through some partnerships with Tithely, with Church Inc., and with Design Pickle, all of those are great companies. You should check them out. We get to host an absolutely free online conference called That Church Summit. In the past, we've done the Big Atlanta Conference. We've done the intensive workshops in Chicago and in San Diego. And so now... Since we're a digital conference, it makes sense that we would have its 100% online conference, That Church Summit. It's a two-day online event on July 25th and 26th, so just a couple of months from now. You can go to thatchurchsummit.com for all the info. By the way, found this out trying to search for our own site. The word summit has two M's and only one T. One of those words that I screw up every time I try to spell it. Right now, we've got 10 speakers lined up, and we're hoping to add a couple more. And man, this content, though, I think we've really stepped it up. So here's the topics. I'm going to run down them really quick. You can go to the website to get more information. 
But this is what you're going to get over two days that you can bring your whole team in with, sit down, watch it, take notes, just great stuff from the following speakers and their topics. We already know what they're talking about. How to Tell a Good Story on Social Media with Emily Cummins. Leveraging the Power of Photography with Dave Adams. He's at North Point Church. Why Email Marketing is Still Relevant and How Your Church Should Be Using It. And that's from our buddy Kenny Jang, who previously of Liquid Church. The ABCs of Church Communications with Anthony Miller. He's a communications director of a small church out in California called Saddleback. Making Time for the Most Important Projects with Michael Lukaszewski. There will be bonus points if you can spell Michael's name correctly whenever we ask. Michael is a former pastor. He now has his own company called Church Fuel. Developing Your Weekly Rhythm with Phil Battle. Man, so thankful that Phil's a part of our team and has been with us since day one. He's at Westridge Church here in the Atlanta area. The Entrepreneurial Mindset in the Church with Jonathan Malm. Hopefully you guys know who Jonathan is. He's got Sunday Social TV. It's an amazing guy. Super thankful that he's going to be joining us. How Smaller Churches Can Leverage Digital and Social Media with Megan Howard, and she can speak right from that. She is the associate pastor of her church in Fairborn, Fairborn United Methodist in, in Fairborn, Ohio. Engaging People Where They Are with Justin Brackett. He's at Seacoast, which has got churches all over South Carolina and North Carolina. Cultivating Sustainable Faith in a Digital World with Stephen Dilla. He famously at our Atlanta conference last year said that church online doesn't work. We're bringing it back. Because if you're going to make statements like that and back it up, we want to have him share as much as possible. So we'll have a couple of more speakers as well. We'll get to announce those later. Did I mention all this content is free? All you have to do is sign up at thatchurchsummit.com. We'll be talking more about this in the coming weeks, but please go check that out for all the details. Well, let's jump into our conversation with Joanna LaFleur. She teaches us about scope, not the mouthwash, but scope, different levels of scope as far as how a communication request pertains to the scope of the church. C4 implements this on various levels. They have different levels of scopes to help their ministry areas with the importance of their communication request and what platforms their requests should and will be published upon. Super freeing for the ministry areas, obviously for her as a communications director. Really fascinating and super practical stuff. So sit up, don't relax, and learn from our time with Joanna LaFleur. Hey guys, welcome back into That Church Conference podcast. If you're listening to us or our interview series for all of our pro members on thatcc.com. My name is Van Baird, one of the co-founders of That Church Conference, along with Justin Dean. Hey buddy, how you doing? Hey Van, doing good, man. And we are rolling right along with so many good podcasts. We keep we said that like six weeks ago. We thought they were gonna be good and they keep getting better and better and better. Everyone, like every single one, it does. It gets better and better and better. And it's not because we have like super famous guests it's because we're we're interviewing people like in the trenches doing work and they're just so eager to talk about what they're doing i love it it's, it's been so good yeah from a from a organic growth and building community and finding other people that are doing you know church communications and doing it well it's really nice to find either you know people that are in a small church or people that are in large church like our guests today um but it's just helping you know digital communicators tell the best story the church has to tell and i think we found our groove a little bit everybody said oh it's going to take you like a month or two before you kind of figure this thing out i think we're we're finally yeah. getting there 
Totally. So, I agree. Um, say that again. No, I agree. It, it's taken us a little bit to get our group, but I feel like we're, we're definitely in it now. We've got some of these, you know, recorded all already. So we're good to go for the next, uh, what through like July, I believe we have recording. Yeah. So. yeah. so it's nice weekly content, um, to push out to our community. So, and then through that community, we found our next guest. Um, and it, it's, it's cool because, um, and we were just talking off camera and off recording a little bit about how um, the Canadian church is a little bit ahead of the American church as far as um, beliefs, what they deal with from the unchurched standpoint. And so our guest today represents that. Um, her name is Joanna Lafleur. She is with C4 Church up in Toronto, Canada, and we are thrilled to have you today. Hey, Joanna. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, it's been, um, this is going to be a fun conversation um, just not just because of your accent and the way I get to say before, <laughs> um, but um, because, you know, you, you did mention that, you know, the church in Canada is a little bit ahead of the church in the United States. And I just thought before we jump right in, um, you know, we'll give you a chance to clarify that and talk about what that's like, but bring our listeners up to speed on what you do now, how you kind of got in that position and um, anything you guys are working on locally. Sure. Um, well, what I mean about the church in Canada specifically is is just that culturally we are post Christian, and and uh, in terms of the changes that has had in the church in the local church context, it means we're about ten or fifteen years ahead of where the United States is going um, in terms of of how we need to think about communicating within a culture that is not Christian, and so we in Canada tend to look to the United Kingdom and people in, in London and some awesome stuff that's happening there for, to look ahead to where we're going as a country. And then uh, we found that a lot of Americans are looking to the Canadian church to see where they're going next. So great examples are if, if listeners know about Kerry Newhoff, he's a Canadian guy who has a lot of um, voice really in the North American church, including the U S yeah, and um, yeah, we love Kerry. And so something like um, changing laws around what the definition of marriage is that happened in Canada 10 or 15 years ago. And right. that has really just come into the United States in the last couple of years. And so American leaders and churches can look to Canada to see how did the Canadian church respond to that? What has culturally happened with that? Uh, in order so to American churches freaked out over yeah. those, those law changes, you guys were looking down on us going, <laughs> guys, chill. It's, it's going to be okay. It's gonna yeah. Be- well, and then like people like Carrie Newhoff, who's a Canadian with a lot of voice in the U S is can kind of speak into that as a fatherly, I've gone ahead of you figure, uh, into, you know, how American churches and leaders can respond to things like that. And you will be okay. Um, yeah. everything has not imploded here in Canada, you know, because of those legal changes. <laughs> well, you got, the best, you got the best looking world leader in, in, so, you know, so they say, I mean, really? <laughs> you, I mean, I don't know. It's hard. I guess it's hard to compare the fashion statements of, of our different leaders. <laughs> not, not when you're uh, standing beside a certain leader. It's really, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, really I, I can see that. He looks yeah, when I, career, though. It's crazy. Yeah. I, it's it when when I when he got elected, I mean, there were a lot of memes and stuff that were going around about, you know, our sort of boy band prime minister. We call him the prime minister here in Canada, the leader of our country. <laughs> 
That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, I mean, you asked me what I'm doing here. I'm, I'm at C4 church, which is a multi-site church in the suburbs of Toronto. And, um, Toronto is one of the largest cities in North America. I think it's the third largest city in, in the continent. So it's a large, busy metropolitan environment, mm. tons and tons of commuters, millions who, who live in the suburbs and then commute into the city for their work, kind of like a New York style of city. And, um, and my role within the church is, is as the communications director of this church, we're, uh, we're a church of about 3000 people right now, just to give some context to that and, and growing, we're in the midst of a big renovation on our central or our broadcasting location. And we're building more, uh, sites, uh, this year and into the future. So we're just trying to keep up with it basically, which in the Canadian context is not unheard of, but it's less common. Um, there aren't a lot of other, uh, large churches around. Hmm. And, um, and I came out of a, I had a business and communications undergrad degree and was working more in like high tech marketing and then came to recognize that the big black boxes that I was selling that, you know, did a lot of techie things. I didn't really care about those. (laughs) And I really felt a a sense of God's invitation to use those same types of skills that would sell the big black box, Mm -hmm. uh, but transferring those into, into ministry church communications. Yeah. So how long have you been on staff there? I've been on staff here about seven years. um, And I was at a a different church for two years uh, before that. Nice. Very cool. Well, I, you know, whether it's a big church, whether it's Canada, whether it's the United States, um, there's there, there tends to be this trend among any church um, that the different ministry areas that we all work in um, feel like their event, their ministry area, their announcements, their communications are way more important than any other ministry areas, um, <laughs> announcements or communications. And there, that shows up in different ways as far as what a communications director has to deal with. But what in particular do you think is the biggest challenge as far as handling all those um, different ministry areas? And when does that show up the most in, in your opinion? Yeah, well, I, I mean, obviously everything that that is everyone has the thing that is most important to them. And it's usually the project that they're working on or the, or the ministry area that they're most passionate about is the one that they think needs the most communication, visibility, airtime. They want the entire world to know and be involved uh, in their ministry. And they don't actually say it that way, but it's the passion and emotion that comes behind their requests and desire and big vision that they have for, uh, for whatever it is that they're part of. And of course, every, every church has multiple ministries and whether that's age-based stuff, you know, it's their junior high and their senior high, or it's, um, it's, um, a ministry, um, in the local community with a soup kitchen or it's, um, I don't know, it's a sports thing they're doing on Friday nights. It, I mean, obviously every church's ministry stuff looks sort of the same, but also kind of different. And so they're always, um, there can be a sense of competition amongst, amongst them, like the survival of the loudest, uh, mm-hmm. who is going to get the most um, attention. And so, yeah, we, we at C4 have tried to develop a way to kind of turn the tides of that. So it feels less competitive and more really honestly, just strategic about and thoughtful about how we give 
various communication tools to different types of ministry. And, and, and the number one place that people want to be heard is on a Sunday morning by the preacher. They want that prime time Sunday mm-hmm. morning. If, if only the preacher would talk about my single mom's Bible study, yeah. <laughs> everybody would come to it. <laughs> but of course, not everybody can come to your single mom's Bible study. <laughs> or should they really should yeah yeah they really shouldn't it's not appropriate <laughs> for a married father of three to come to your single ladies bible study <laughs> that's so true though but we you, you get requests like that all the time Th- yeah. this is super important to us don't don't you care about single moms the bible tells us to yeah you know, care for them so you know shouldn't this get prime real estate so yeah what what have you guys developed that yeah, that. so we yeah, we use the language of scope. What is the scope of that ministry or project? And so we use we use the term scope. Um, are we we are we still there? Sorry, I just got a call that came through on my thing. We <laughs> we I, I hope we're all still talking. It's still going. Uh, um, we yeah we use the, the term scope because it's not about importance. It's more about how big or projected, what is the function of that thing within the larger context of the church? So it'll be really specific. We have scope A, scope B, scope C. Scope A is, a, it is something that can be any of the following, church-wide, a strategic initiative of our leadership, or it reaches about 80% or more of the church that can or should or would be involved in that thing. So, so from a priority, those would be the top ones. Right. Yeah. Uh, and scope B is something that's a large demographic. Um, many, but not all of the church can participate or could participate. So maybe half the church can or should be involved in that thing. Obviously, a great example would be like a men's ministry thing or a women's ministry. That's literally yeah. 50%. Yeah. Um, and then scope C is a small targeted demographic. Participation is limited based on location, confidentiality, or life stage. So confidentiality would be like uh, we have a thing called grief share that that is for people mm-hmm. who are grieving loss. Right. Um, and that's a confidential, um, small group that's a niche thing for a specific type of person. Or mm. even life stage, um, an event for high school students, you can only go to this event if you are a high school student. <laughs> if, yeah. you are, if you are a uh, 65-year-old, you cannot, should not, would not go to this type of event. And so when we look at the scopes of scope A, scope B, scope C, it's not that, for example, the high school event we would label as a scope C because it's limited by the particular age and the stage that you're at. That doesn't mean it's less important or less valued by our leadership. Mm-hmm. It's acknowledging that there's a limited group within the church that can or should participate in it. And therefore there's only a limited group within the church that even needs to know it's happening. So how, like, so say I'm in charge of the, the grief counseling yeah. ministry and it's, you know, we've, we've all agreed it's classified as a class C scope C uh, event that I want to promote. Right. Um, how, what are you telling me as the ministry leader of how, how are we going to get the word out from that? Because to me, I would say, Hey, this is an important thing that our church is about. Maybe it does get a stage announcement just once, just so that everyone knows that we do offer this because otherwise right. how are they going to find out about it? Right. So what we would do is we would view, if we're using that as a specific example, we would um, view that in terms of its larger um, connection of ministry. So it would probably, it would fall here under what we call our care ministries. So we would promote more broadly or at a larger scope 
care ministries in general, but that specific grief uh, group that runs a few times a year for a specific group of people, um, they would find out about that under the banner of the care ministries. So what we do at each level, scope A, scope B, scope C, we've outlined, it's just a big chart of um, every possible way we might communicate something at the church. That's from Facebook post to Facebook group to uh, a Facebook ad. That's um, a stage announcement. That's a video news announcement. That's a paper printed flyer. That's a poster in the bathrooms. That's uh, word of mouth. That's picking up the phone and calling someone. It's, uh, I don't know, someone's, we, we've never done this, but someone's standing on the side of the road in one of those air suits that waves around and tells people yeah it tells people about things or the little caesar's guy who spins the you know the the cheap pizza sign so we don't do that but if we did we would list all of the possible ways you might want to communicate something and then we go scope a scope b scope c down the other side of the chart and we just x in every box of what might be available to you at your level of scope and we say might because um a great example is at scope b if we were using men's ministry as example scope b it's a large demographic but but it's only really about half the church that could should may want to be involved and participate in this so yes at scope b level we might say uh, there's some various things over facebook that are available at scope b but at the same time when we met with that ministry leader to advise them on how to communicate their um men's bible study or their men's conference or whatever they're doing the guy's get together and do whatever they do day. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a obviously well attended mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and, uh, we would actually advise in the case of that, that we know statistically that generally men in the age demographic we're trying to reach, they aren't actually spending a lot of time on Facebook. We mm-hmm. would be far better to reach them by email or by things, maybe even like Twitter um, and like that guy to guy relationship, Hey man, you got to come out to this basketball tournament with me. Yeah. Um, because we uh, would say then, but with a women's group, we know women statistically in our context love Facebook and they're on it all the time. And so that would be a great place to communicate with women. And so yeah. just because it's available at scope B doesn't necessarily mean it makes sense to use it, but we've made a decision in advance of what could be available. And then we will meet with and make a strategy with that ministry or that project about what's the best way then given what's available what is the best way to get your message out so that's that your sorry go ahead that's got to be really freeing for you then as communications director to have that kind of um information readily available to hand out that everybody's on the same page i'm curious though did did that scope a b and c did that exist before digital media with c4 Mm -hmm. or has this just been since the onset of digital and there's just more outlets or is this kind of like something the church has always dealt with? Um, well, it's, it's only, I've, uh, we have not had a communications director since before five or six years ago. So I came into this, into the church about seven years ago and the communications department was like a project that I took on and then Mm -hmm. it became a part of my job and then it Mm -hmm. became my full job. And then now it's a whole department of a variety of people who work with me. Um, so we over time proved the value of good communication. And so that's my encouragement to small churches. It might just be a little side project or like a little bullet point on your job description now. But Mm -hmm. I think over time, as you prove the value of, of communication, 
women as a role, um, I think that will increase the voice of communication. So then you that's a round of so many people, heard <laughs> so many people in our community, um, with that little bit. That was great. Yeah. Well, so just, you know, as a, as a roundabout way then of answering your question, we, we recognized when it was not my full-time job, it was a piece of an, of a larger job that I was doing at the time. We recognized that we needed some sort of communication policy, um, and some sort of guideline to help, to help our, our pastoral staff and our volunteer ministry leaders with the things that they were doing. And, and so we, you know, we looked to lots of other people and books and resources to help us shape that, but then had to make it our own for our own context. And so that, that's just come out of, maybe the last five or six years. And during that last five or six years, we have always, during that period, we've had tons of social media, but that said like new ones have happened. Like Snapchat didn't exist. Instagram no. wasn't so big when we built this strategy originally. So it's had to evolve over it's time. Constantly evolving it. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm curious uh, how the process works there then. If, if uh, so uh, say a request comes in uh, for your example, the, the men's ministry event, say that, okay, they look at the chart, it's a level B, Facebook is available to me. Who's making that decision? Is, is that a communications department to say, hey, look, buddy, look, you know, I know you really, really want these Facebook posts, but it's not going to be the best way to communicate this. Is that your decision or is it left up to the ministries? Um, it, it depends, uh, but usually it's more there. I'm, I'm sort of the consultant on that. So yeah, we'll look across and then, to, and then I'll present a plan for um what is the best way um to com- usually it's more project based than like an ongoing ministry that's happening week right. by week by week um is uh you know it's just sort of on it's sort of an ongoing right. communication but but if it's a specific event or project or some, or or a new initiative or something um yeah we would meet i would get an understanding from them of of tell me about it like tell me all, tell me all your passion about it and then we'll identify where it falls in scope and, um, and then I'll say, okay, I'm going to come back to you and, and suggest based on scope, um, what I think is the best way to get this message to people. And usually they'll realize like in their mind, it was just like, we need it in that news video and we got to get the preacher to preach it on Sunday. Right. And then they see, actually, I have 20 other ways we're going to communicate this. Yeah. And that includes you doing some work. Yeah. talking to people, tapping on shoulders. Maybe uh-huh. you're going to poster the community, you what? know, on can't, Starbucks. Can't just boys. On off on you to post and, and fill the seats. Like, yeah, <laughs> well, and... you know, it depends. I mean, in smaller and scope B and C, the farther down scope we get, the uh-huh. more onus is on the ministry leader mm-hmm. um, yeah. to really yeah. lead. We provide the tools uh-huh. and then they can lead the charge. If it's at a higher level, um, I'm much more close fisted about who gets to touch that. Yeah. Like, like Love. if we're doing an Easter promotion, I'm going to be making, I'm going to be overseeing and making those Facebook yeah. ads and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 It's, it's not unlike people that are missionaries. If you, if you just look at your each ministry area as you know, you're your right. own missionary, the, the missionaries that we support have no problem when we have to either pull back on support or, you know, change the giving that we're doing. They just want the heads up. They want to know, you know, what's the buy-in, what are you going to do? And then what's on us. And so that's, that's what it kind of sounds like that you get to yeah. do is, is one, you know, say, Hey, you've got, you, we got your back, but we've also got all these different ways that we can get your messaging out. And then here's how we're going to support you in that. Well, I imagine over the last five years, you've built up that trust and, and you've got the data to prove it to say, Hey, look, we, we did this last year. 
and it didn't work out so well, or it did work out well, and, and you're able to build that trust over time to say, hey, we, we know what we're talking about. I'm the keeper of all the channels. You know, let's come up with a plan together. I think that that kind of strategy, that approach does work out a lot better where it's collaborative like that, rather than just saying, nope, communications decides or only the ministries decide. Like, so I, yeah. I love how set it up. Yeah. And it makes it less emotional in the moment where you're feeling you're in a meeting and you're yeah. feeling pressured, even by a senior leader to make a decision about something that you really don't think it's the right communication. It's not really the right place to promote that. Like, like, Sunday morning from the stage. It's not really the right place to talk about that, but I'm right. feeling the pressure. Of course, there's always give and take and we, we all, we mm-hmm. all report to somebody, but, but it allows us to refer back. It tell it lets the policy do the job of making the decision rather than it being a feeling of bias or um, some sort of an emotional based decision oh. in a moment. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so processes important. like that can save a lot of angst and a lot of hand wringing, and take the emotion out of it. is is always yeah. good. Just keeps yeah. you on the same mission, the same vision too. It doesn't, yeah, exactly. It's so easy to get side railed on things before you know it. You're like, wow, our last five announcements were, you know, really not <laughs> about anything. That's that's what we're all about. You know, right? And even for me, it protects me from myself. I mean, we all have biases, no matter who we are, and so it allows me to keep in check. I'm going to have my favorite passion ministries as well. And I never want to be perceived as someone who has favoritism, Mm. uh, even towards the things that I like the best. And so it's keeping me in check as the leader of this area of the ministry. Yeah. Well, listen, we could, we could go on honestly for another 30 minutes on this, but I know our listeners are going to want to connect with you um, just on this approach and this process. What's the best way for people to connect with you um, that are listening to the podcast? Uh, Instagram is my favorite social media. So Joanna LaFleur is my Instagram tag name or JoannaLaFleur.com. Um, I don't have it up there now, but I think in the near future, I'm going to be posting this scope document that we have. But if people contact me directly, I'm happy to send it to them. They can so see cool. how we've done it. It won't work exactly the same at your church. You'll need to, sure. you'll need to do it a different way. But yeah. I love that. I love that generosity. Thank you for that. That's great. Yeah, and thanks for taking the time out. We know you're busy, and we really, really appreciate the time, and thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. I mean, along the way, uh, many other people have helped our church to get better at this stuff, and and mm-hmm. everything that I'm talking about is just because we've learned either from someone else or through making mistakes along the way, so I hope that it'll help other people uh, as well. Well, I'm sure it will. Thanks again, Joanna. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for listening to That Church Podcast with Justin Dean and Van Baird. Visit us at thatcc.com for additional resources for church communicators.